खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain اشهدوا ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا بني انها ان موسیقی موسیقی I have recited before you from chapter 31, verses 17 to 20. Here Allah Almighty is narrating from the past of Hazrat Luqman and the different advices that he is giving to his son. I will read the translation first and then we will break it down and try to understand the deep message that he was trying to give to his son which applies to us all. He says, O oh my dear son, even though it be the weight of of a grain of mustard seed and even though it be in a rock or in the heavens or in the earth Allah will surely bring it out verily Allah is the knower of all subtleties all aware O my dear son observe prayer and enjoin good and forbid evil and endure patiently whatever may befall thee surely this is of those matters which require firm resolve And turn not thy cheek away from men in pride, nor walk in the earth haughtily. Surely Allah loves not any arrogant boaster. And walk thou at a moderate pace, and lower thy voice. Verily the most disagreeable of voices is the voice of the donkey. The basic message that is ingrained in these various verses is that each and every one of us is required to initiate what is known as a spiritual journey. If we don't acknowledge that there is a spiritual journey, if we don't acknowledge that we have to reform ourselves, 
then we come to the mosque or we pay chanda or we listen to the khutbah and we do all of these things just as chores and they don't have any more benefit than that but if we acknowledge the fact that we are on a spiritual journey and everything we do is connected to that spiritual journey then automatically the steps that we take the decisions we make the intentions we have behind them will all have a positive effect in that spiritual journey here Hazrat Luqman has mentioning the spiritual journey that every child goes through and when I say child we are all the children of God so we too have to pass through this spiritual journey and these are some basic steps that even a child can understand the first he says is that oh my dear son even if it is as small as a grain of mustard seed how many among us has seen what a mustard seed looks like good a few of us it is very very small i was once in a store and talking to one of my close friends and i was mentioning about a mustard seed to him as a joke uh, referring to the bible and all of a sudden a man walks up to me after the phone call and gives me a small business card and in the front it was a picture of a large tree and so he tells me this is a picture of a mustard seed tree that becomes a tree and in the back of it he had a small mustard seed taped to the card and he said somebody gave this to him to remind him how small a mustard seed is and how large a tree can become so if we have even the faith this is what Jesus referred to if you have even the faith equal to a mustard seed then you can move mountains so here he was referring to that reference so if you see really what a mustard seed is it's so minuscule so small and so here he says even if it is as small as a mustard seed or if it's a rock or it's in the heavens or in the earth allah will bring it out allah is a knower of all subtleties and all aware this reminds me of 2 years ago when i went to visit our beloved hazur hazrat khalifatul masih al khamis ayyidullah taala bin asl aziz during the mulaqat i mentioned to him i shared with him that being on the islands sometimes you lose focus you lose the attention you lose the drive since we are so far away from hazur So Hazur laughed and said sitting on an island you have literally nothing else to do you have no wifi you have no water you have, so what else do you have to do but spiritual things sare din namaz padhte raho yahi kaam reh gaya right so of course he was saying it as a joke that hey just focus on your spirituality you'll be fine but a part of me still felt that there was something that i wanted some guidance i needed further so the mulaqat ended we stood up for our pictures and i'm about to leave at that very moment Hazur put his hands on my shoulder and he said remember this Allah is watching you Now as simple as that statement is we hear it all the time but truly if you think about it there are moments in your day when you are probably doing something you shouldn't be at that moment think about it did you realize Allah was watching you probably not and had you known or had you been in a public place or in a place surrounded by people you would be reluctant to do the same thing this is actually why in the very beginning when TVs and computers were introduced to our world the jamaat's stance was if you have a computer where do you put it in the living room why so that your children are not you know in a private place with this computer so that they don't do things they're not supposed to do 
Now what do we do? All of our children have cell phones. So we cannot put them in the living room anymore. But as a small advice, I have heard some parents use this technique that after a certain time in the day, maybe even bedtime, all the cell phones, they put them on the dining table. Nobody's allowed to take a cell phone with them into their bedroom. So this may be a technique that you can use in your home as well. The idea is the same, that whenever we are doing something we should not be doing, it is more often than not because you are alone and because all you have is Satan to roam around in your mind. So it's important to be in situations where you are not alone. This brings me to another very important guidance from our Master Prophet Muhammad He said, or he instructed by his own action that whenever he would go to the restroom, he would go into a secluded place and he would not communicate. He would simply do whatever he needed to do and return back. Why is this important? Because nowadays, the biggest fear I have is I'm texting somebody and then I will try to call them because texting is taking too much time and they will say, sorry, I can't pick up the phone. I am in the bathroom. Now that's a big problem. It has become a trend that it's okay to use our cell phones in the bathroom. Some adults have told me, I do most of my business transactions when I'm in the bathroom. But this is incorrect according to the instructions and the example laid out before us by our Master Prophet Muhammad And for adolescents or youth or teenagers, the bathroom and a cell phone is a terrible combination. I don't need to say further, but you understand. So this is why we should have a way for us to monitor this. If you have a cell phone holder right outside the bathroom, feel free to put it there. Your kid or yourself can put it in there before entering the bathroom. It is when it's left in our pocket, we are sitting on the toilet and we are bored, people take out their cell phones. They go on Twitter. Now just imagine sometimes you're scrolling through, there's pictures of Khulafa, there's verses of the Quran and you're just casually sitting on the toilet. So this is, I know it's small, maybe many people do not agree at this point, but I assure you this is something we have to pay attention to as well. But again, this is part of our spiritual journey. This is the very first step, just realizing Allah is watching you. The next step he says, Oh my dear son, observe prayer. Now here he's not saying do salat, we all do it from childhood. What he means here is that observe prayer, give it the sincerity it needs. Give it a chance. Put some actual heart into that prayer. Simply doing five daily prayers because you're required to do it from young age is not useful. The next prayer you do, think about before you're about to pray, put some heart into it. Do it for that purpose. Again, part of this spiritual journey. Then he says, enjoin good and forbid evil. Another issue we have is that over time, as we get older, we have certain bad habits. And they don't go away. Every time we try to remove a bad habit, we fill it with three more. Right? Why is this? Because here the injunction is enjoin good, forbid evil. What that means is that every time you remove a bad habit, fill it with a good one. Don't leave it empty because you will end up filling it with another bad habit. And the third thing that is mentioned in the same verse is endure patiently whatever may befall thee. What that means is now that you have started this spiritual journey, you will stumble and fall, you will make mistakes, you will have difficulties, and that's okay. Because you need firm resolve in this step. That is, be patient. 
Know that this is a spiritual journey. Know that you will have slips and falls. Know that you will have a high and then you will have a low. All of these are natural occurrences. Then the next, very next step is where now he starts to tell his son about what are those satanic attacks that each and every one of us have. The first is, turn not thy cheek away from men in pride. Now why is this important? Sometimes people will think of it as a generic statement. But I want you to think about, you are a person who is now trying to reform himself, change himself. So what do you do? First you start remembering Allah is watching me. Then you start praying. You start waking up for Fajr. You start waking up for Tahajjud. Then what happens? You're telling people to do, not even telling people, but in doing good things, changing your habits. Everything is changing for you. What is the first attack Satan does? He tells you, look at the rest of the people. Why is nobody else waking up? How come you're the only one at Fajr in the mosque? What about other people? And right away the first attack is you start calling, hey, how come you're not coming for Fajr? Hey, why don't you come for Fajr? And as you're sharing this for good intentions, what happens, this is a way for Satan to attack you. After some time, one week, two weeks, you'll never see that person again. Because in a way, it was pride that was encouraging him to call others. It was arrogance that he thought he was doing better than others. Even though he wanted them to come to Fajr. It's very genuine. But it's a disguise that Satan uses. Then he says, do not walk in the earth haughtily. Same thing. Don't walk around like you're on a high horse. Your spiritual journey has just begun. And you don't know if where you are is higher than somebody next to you. Maybe the other person, Allah is speaking to him every night. You are not aware and you should leave it at that. Then, and walk thou at a moderate pace. The next attack by Satan. He makes us into extremists. If we are waking up for tahajjud, now we are not sleeping all night. I want to be able to stay awake all night for prayer. Then you miss waking up in the morning after Fajr for work. You start losing your job and everything starts to crumble around you. So Allah says, do this, walk in a moderate pace. Don't become an extremist. And lastly, He says, lower thy voice. Lowering thy voice means, sometimes in the very beginning of our spiritual journey, it's like when you go bowling. What happens if you go bowling after a very long time or for the first time? You get what is called beginner's luck, right? All of a sudden you're hitting strike and strike and people who have been playing every day are looking at you, what is going on? This is exactly what happens sometimes in our spiritual journey. When we start, Allah begins to speak to us, send us messages, give us an upliftment. So don't go around sharing that right away. Oh, I had a dream last night, guess what I saw? Because it's still premature, you're still on a journey. Remember that and lower your voice. And then of course he says, Verily the most disagreeable voice is the voice of the donkey. How many of us have heard the voice of a donkey? Mzuzam, <laughs> have you heard the voice of a donkey? Where, Rabwa? Pakistan, huh? Yeah? Not here. Not here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he, I have also heard it, and then I understood what this means. <laughs> we heard it in Rabwa, and we were very shocked to hear how loud they get. But really it is, it's a, it's a lesson for us that those people who show off, who are sharing how great they are, who discuss and share how spiritual they are, their voices are technically better than the voice of a donkey. 
That's what they're thinking. But the reality is, their voices are terrible compared to even the voice of a donkey. Now why all of these things are mentioned, I want to reiterate. Many of us are active as office holders, or we come to the mosque regularly, or we pay chanda regularly, or we write letters to Hazur regularly. We do all of those things. Sometimes we just show up. But what we forget is that just showing up, even for Vakadamal, is just a task, it's just a chore. If you don't go there with the intent, with the sole purpose that I'm doing this action for the sake of Allah, so that I can be closer to Allah, so that I can have a spiritual benefit. <coughs> if you don't officially declare, I am starting this spiritual journey, you can live your whole life doing everything under the sun and benefiting nothing. It's like you are in a battle, but you don't know the battle is going on. You're just sitting in the corner drinking water. You're not aware of it. So at this is the time when we know that the promised Messiah is taking the last battle against Satan. And we are his, you can say, his army in a way. And we have to reform ourselves. This is what our beloved Hazur, Ayyadullah bin Asadiz, has been constantly telling us. Reform yourself, reform yourself, evaluate yourself. Look back at where you stand. Because if you are just praying and you're going home and you are doing everything good, but you don't re recognize the fact that this is your spiritual journey, this is your spiritual fight. If you don't officially recognize that, then you are not benefiting completely. So the message for today is not only follow these simple instructions given by Hazrat Luqman to his son and that apply to all of us, but also acknowledge the fact that when you pay your janda, when you come to the mosque, when you are doing vakaremul, when you put a hat on before prayer, or a scarf for the ladies, before doing any of those actions, think about why you are doing them, and what benefit it gives you spiritually. You will notice a lot of your bad habits will disappear just like this. Because you will think about it before doing it, and you realize this is useless, and you will stop. So may Allah help us to tread that path and to you know, go down this journey <coughs> that we can reach Allah Almighty in this very life, inshallah. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.